0: Well, hello, 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 and welcome to the Sisters You Have Value podcast. I'm your host, Kim Tolliver, and I'm so excited to be here with you today. This podcast was created for women because we believe in the power of sisterhood and unity, and we strive to build a community where women can share their passions, learn from one another's experiences, and support each other on their journeys. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Sisters You Have Value podcast. If you are a new listener, thank you so much for tuning in. Give us a like, share, and follow. And if you are a returning listener, thank you so much for hanging in there with us and coming back and giving us another listen. We so appreciate you for doing so. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. It's the weekend, y'all. Today, we will be discussing the topic of poverty mindset. Yes, poverty mindset. I think that's something that's so befitting for us all that we need to understand the complexities of it and how to deal with it. So we want to explore the concept of a poverty mindset and how it can limit personal growth, success, and happiness. We'll discuss the roots of this mindset, how it manifests in various aspects of our lives, and most importantly, strategies and tips for overcoming it. So, we'll delve into ways to break free from it and create a more abundant and fulfilling life. What is poverty mindset? What is that? Poverty mindset. Is a set of beliefs and attitudes that can keep people stuck in a cycle of poverty. Even when they had a potential, y'all, to improve their financial situation, it can include beliefs like money is evil, I'll never be able to get ahead, I don't deserve to be wealthy. Poverty holds, y'all, an unseemingly breakable, unbreakable grip on families, neighborhoods, cities. In entire countries, it stretches from one generation to the next, trapping individuals in a socioeconomic pit that is nearly impossible to ascend from. Part of the fuel for poverty's unending cycle is its suppressing effects on our cognitive development, executive functioning, and attention. I want y'all to hear something real quick. I said is through the lens of learned helplessness. Learned helplessness is a psychiatric term. It's a condition in which a person suffers from a sense of powerlessness arising from a traumatic event or persistent failure to succeed. It is thought to be one of the underlying causes of depression. Learned helplessness occurs when an individual continuously faces a negative, uncontrollable situation and stops trying to change their circumstances, even when they have the ability to do so. In this country, many minorities suffer from learned helplessness as a result of racism, white supremacy, privilege, prejudice, biases, and things of that nature. Recognizing this, a lot of educators attempt to be empathetic and create systems of equity in their schools. But unfortunately, the way they go about it actually supports and reinforces that learned helplessness. Because instead of trying to help people, the approach should be how they can help people help themselves because they are capable. And that is the key to help people understand that they are capable of pulling themselves out of their current situation so that they can shift out of that poverty mindset. And and I think that's important for us to hear. It's a learned behavior when we learn things. Um, it becomes a part of who we are. Black Americans born poor are much less likely to move up the income ladder than those in other racial groups, especially whites. Why? Many factors are at work, including like educational inequalities. We already know the neighborhood effects, workplace discrimination, parenting, access to credit, rates of incarceration, so on and so forth. So how does that mindset affect us? It it leads to a lack of confidence, y'all, low self-esteem, a sense of hopelessness. It can also cause people to make poor financial decisions, such as overspending or not saving enough money or enough for your future. So that keeps us trapped. And it's like a repeated cycle over and over and over again and 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 it's unfortunate, you know we 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 live that way, but we don't know the strength and the power that we have uh to be able to come out of that because something is so learned, you know it's hard to unlearn what we've learned and relearn something new, and it's one of those things that you have to tell yourself constantly um Let's see. Women experience higher rates of poverty than men. In 2018, 12.9% of women lived in poverty compared to 10.6% in men. Nearly 10 million women lived in deep poverty, defined as falling below 50% of the federal poverty line. And that's women of all races and ethnicities. Um, they face a higher rate of poverty from their male counterparts. and And the highest rate of poverty experienced by American uh, or experienced by American Indians or Alaska Natives, Black women and Latinos, one in four, um, live in poverty. The highest rate of poverty among women or men of any racial group is the American Indian or uh, Alaska Native. So, but black women, latinas, and all are—they are all disproportionately represented. So, and they all live in poverty. Unmarried mothers, um, or uh, have a higher poverty rate than those that are married, with or without kids. And we live, and you know, and even without the children, one quarter of unmarried mothers live below the poverty line. Poverty rates of women in that's nearly even throughout childhood. And that the ages range between 18 and 44. And that's during our prime childbearing years, y'all. And again, for age 75 and older. So can you imagine what they're dealing with on a day-to-day basis? We have to get rid of this poverty mindset. We have to come out of this so that we can be all that God has called us to be, um, whether there's a disability I don't care how you go across the spectrum, there's a gap in the poverty rate and that's going to always be between the men and women. So that's important to note, you know, so, but I wanted to put that out there. How do we identify a poverty mindset? Now that can be challenging since it's often, now that's deeply ingrained in your beliefs and your attitudes. What do you believe in? What are you telling yourself every day? What do you believe of yourself? And, you know, some of the common signs of it is the negative beliefs about money. You know, people with a poverty mindset may believe that money is evil. You know, they say, oh, money, the root of all evil. Money is evil. No, the, the love of money is the root of all evil. And they also believe that they'll never be able to earn enough money to improve their situation. So let's talk about that even with that negative belief real quick. You believe you'll never earn enough. But a lot of times that poverty mindset comes from even how you live and how you spend it. What are you spending your money on? Are you saving? They, they teach you to save 10% of your income. I don't care at all costs, not the tithing part. You tithe, but as far as for wealth, the rich people live what a lot of people don't know. Rich people live only on 30% of their income. So if you live and you have conditioned yourself to live on thirty percent of your income, think of how much you are saving on the back end. Thirty percent, y'all, not a hundred percent. You don't get a check for hundred dollars and spend the seventy. No, they're spending the thirty and saving the seventy. And it's only what we choose to do. A lot of people get mad. They get jealous about what people have. And I always tell people, especially when I worked at the fire department when I was just an FCO one or something like that before I ascended up. We all make the same amount. We come in all on the same even plane, but it's just depending on what you do with your money. So don't be mad at what we achieve or what we have based off of our spending habits. And that can lead to those things. So when you have a negative belief um, or that we- wealthy people are greedy and selfish, you don't know my story. You don't know what I've been through. I've been broke before. And I can tell you that and let me just share that with you because I have been broke before where I live check to check in my early twenties, y'all, when I first came out, divorced, when I first got divorced about, I don't know, 96, 90, yeah, 1996 or something like that. I was living check to check, then check the credit card. Then you're robbing Peter to pay Paul and then Paul, Peter and Paul, both of them were where, where their money is. And you can't get, you know, fed and it's one of those things. You got to eat what's in the house. You can't eat out and all the way up to bankruptcy. Oh, yeah, I did. But because I lived like that before, the only downside to that is uh, knowing that you've been broke before. So when you know that you've been broke before, sometimes it has a proclivity to keep you in that cycle of a poverty mindset and and got all the money in the world, but won't spend it because I live still in that poverty mindset of what I used to be like. And that's the, over 30 years ago. And so that's one of those things we have to work through. So that's even a form of a poverty mindset because because I have been broke before. Uh, it keeps me stuck. In that in that mindset of okay Kim you know you gotta so you know I'll, I'll watch that money rise so I live off of 10 or 20 percent of my income and I save 80% of course my checks are free anyway so but it's, it's what we tell ourselves. So the next one is the fear or anxiety around money. People with a poverty mindset are afraid or anxious about the financial situation even if they have enough money to meet their basic needs. They worry about losing their job, not being able to pay their bills, not being able to have enough money for emergencies. Now, I can slightly relate to that as well based off of what I just shared with you. And it's not so much that I worry about losing my job or not being able to pay my bills. It's the fact that I've been broke before. So then I have that fear and anxiety about being broke and that I don't want to go back to that situation of where I was, but I also tr- I trust God. I believe God for that and asking God for freedom for freedom and healing from that particular mindset, because those things can keep us bound. And also um, when I was younger, a lot of times, you know, having children and as a single mother, having children, um, I played it safe. That's what I called it, playing it safe. So my mother used to say it's a mighty poor rat that don't have a hole to crawl in. Or we know where we have been, but we don't know where we're going. So, she always said, make sure you have a roof over your head. Folks get tired of you. So I wanted to always make sure that I didn't expend that or invest in anything that was going to cause me or my children to be sitting outside on top of our head somewhere or having to be dependent on somewhere, someone else or something for our living. So I played it so safe. Now, now where it's the time to break out and, and start that investing up again, that's that mindset that I got to get out of to go, okay, Kim, you're good. You're good. And so people don't understand that once we live that, we can tell ourselves for so long or we live in such a, situ- a situation for so long, it can really hinder and stifle us. And sometimes you wonder, Lord, why am I like this? And why can't I change? It's the things that we've told ourselves for so long and that's okay. You know, you have permission to be okay with that. And and at least we can recognize, okay, Lord, I see where my deficit is and this is gonna hold me back. Sometimes this can hold us back from purpose and what God is calling us to do. And we have to be obedient to step out and say, Lord, give me the wisdom and faith that I need, Lord God, to help me step out on this because the enemy will keep that in our mind. He will bring it back up. He will keep us visiting that same thing. And it's a revisit and a revisit. Now we reliving that life thinking, oh my God. You know, oh my God, I don't want to be broke. Oh my God, you know, I don't want to lose my money. But giving is so much better than um, keeping your fist tight anyway. Uh, Another one is a lack of confidence. Uh, People with the poverty mindset lack the confidence in their ability to earn money or manage it effectively. They feel like they don't deserve to be wealthy or that they're not capable. Of achieving financial success. So you see, when I tell you the battlefield is in the mind, the 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 90% of the things that happen to us is in our head. And only and maybe uh in, in, but 90% of life is usually how we respond. Ten percent of the things, half the time the things that we worry about most never come to fruition, but we will worry ourselves sick to death because of what we think and the thoughts that we've placed in our head. And we have to, again, learn to get out of that uh, short-term thinking. People with a poverty mindset focus on immediate needs rather than long-term goals. And, you know, of course, we that microwave pop-up society, we don't see it. And so we we don't prioritize that spending right. We, we may prioritize spending on things that provide temporary pleasure or relief rather than investing in your future. So that's a stumbling block that's in your way that can hinder you from having, uh, getting rid of that poverty mindset. Um, negative self-talk. <clears throat> People with a poverty mindset engage in negative self-talk, telling themselves uh, they're not good enough. They gon- they won't ever get ahead. If you recognize any of those signs, that might be an indicator that you have a poverty mindset. You you people don't realize that but it's important to note that that you know even in thinking that everyone experiences is is unique y'all because everybody deal with it different everyone has had a different uh thing that has happened to them in in life so the signs are not necessarily definitive that's not a diagnosis to oh my god i got a poverty mindset no if you're unsure whether or not you have that you got to speak to somebody financial advisor therapist somebody that can give you that guidance and support that you need, but some of these things that we know that we tell ourselves over and over, it's kind of like that mother that tells that child that they're stupid, and this child grows up believing that they're stupid and that they can't do anything. We stifle ourselves, we stifle our children. How you talk to your children, cussing them out, you you really don't realize um, the, the 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 issues that we cause. And so here herein lies again. Um, the battlefield is in the mind. And so, like I said, these are the things that um, we have told ourselves uh, for so long. So how do we get out of that? That's the question. What are some strategies that we can do to overcome that? How do we shift our focus from scarcity to abundance? How do we move from dwelling on what we don't have to try to focus on what we do have and being grateful for that. Do we have an attitude of gratitude or is it one of those stinking thinking? Do we just think that way all the time? Do we set those goals that are clear? Do we create plans to achieve it? You know, things like this can help us feel more in control of our situation and give us a sense of uh, purpose. Do we seek the community help? That's invaluable, you know, for people struggling with that, being part of something that's supportive, that can help you feel less isolated and more empowered, um, to do that. So how do we overcome that? We'll talk about a whole lot. I want you to have so much information on how to overcome it. So many things that can assist you in overcoming it, that we're going to flood the, we'll flood the, uh. We'll flood this with this just because, and, and let's overdo this because there are so many ways, so many thoughts, so many things. But overcome that, overcoming the poverty mindset can be just as challenging <laughs> as identifying and living with that mindset. But it is possible. You know, with God, all things are possible. And with some effort and dedication, you know, they say it takes 30 days to change a habit. And so let's get into a whole lot of strategies. Uh, let's challenge our limiting beliefs. Can we challenge that? Can we start by identifying those negative beliefs we have about money and wealth and then challenge them? Ask yourself, are they based off of facts or is this assumptions? Is it something somebody told me and I didn't research? Uh, try to see things from a different perspective. And consider the possibility that your beliefs might not be entirely accurate. Sometimes we do something to ourselves. We don't know somebody. Well, you know, such and such said, you done got on TikTok. You done got on Facebook. You done went everywhere, but where you should be going to your uh Lord and Savior, asking him to help move those things from you. But we'll believe anything. Girl, did y'all hear this? Anything these people say, if they told you the sky was green. You're going to go out there and say the sky green. The devil is a lie. Uh, learn about personal finance. We'll be teaching a financial course on that to educate and on credit and things like that. Educate yourself about personal finance, uh, budgeting, saving, those topics like that, investing. It can help you feel more confident about managing your money and making informed decisions about your finances. But this all comes with what's important to us. What are we willing to sacrifice and give up for the time? in order to bring in these things into fruition. We can sit all day on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, uh, t- uh, twi- what is it, Twitter, uh, whatever. And we can do all of that, but do we have that time to set out for personal growth for making ourselves and our lives better and what we believe and what we're telling ourselves so that we can live a more fulfilling and healthier life than the one that we're living? You know, I always tell people, you're not a tree, move. If you don't like the circumstances, And what you see, those are the fruits that you're producing. So then change what you're planting. So we got to change that mindset. We got to change how we see these things. We got to challenge ourselves to go, "Uh uh-uh, that's not true. Uh Uh-uh, devil, you a lie. You're trying to put this on me because he don't want you to have what God has for you. He don't want God's best for your life. And if he can keep you down, broke, busted, disgusted, thinking nothing else is good, that you're not worthy of anything like that, if he can do that, then he got you. If he can do that, then he's going to keep you from everything, and we're going to die so empty. And I don't mean empty from fulfilling all of our dreams. We're going to die empty on the inside, feeling uh, less than, not worthy of anything. And who wants to live that life? We already got to leave here, but then you got to live this life. So while I live, Lord, I want to enjoy the time that I'm here. So we want to set realistic goals about things. Let's identify. Uh, goals that you would like to achieve. Specific financial goals, say, such as paying off your debt, saving for a down payment on a house, starting your retirement fund. You can break these goals into smaller achievable steps and create a plan for achieving them. Don't set something, I want to be a millionaire. That's not realistic. How are you going to become a millionaire? You know, you got to think these things out. How much money do you need to make each year to become a millionaire? What do I need to sell? What do I need to get in? What kind of products? What's out there? What's trending? You know, so when you do that and you got to set realistic mean what's real. Oh, I want to be a millionaire in six months. Girl, stop. And you work at McDonald's. Don't do that. Yeah, let's be realistic because guess what at the end of six months the air is out of your tires because now you're discouraged because you didn't get that million But were you realistic and you make eight dollars an hour? Do I have something that I love? What do I like to do? What is something that's so good that I love that I can do it even without making money? That's purpose You know, what can I do every day? and still do it even if I didn't make money. Those are the things that we we find out what's good for us. What can we do? So you have to do that. Surround yourself with positive influences, with people who have a positive attitude toward money and wealth. Now, if you're hanging out with old Bro Buster uh, and, and Leon down the road, how are you going to become any better? Because we become what we are a part of. And people, oh, I'm stronger than that. Okay, just sit and wait. Show me your phone, I'll show you your life. Show me your friends, I'll show you where you're going to be in two or three years. The company that we keep, we think we are so strong, but every now and again, a little bit of that mess comes right over into you. It will pour over into your life because that's what you are around. Are they lifting you up or are they bringing you down? Are they encouraging you to go further? Or they just keeping you with them because they don't want you to do. So you might want to check your friends. You might want to check your family. You might want to check anybody. Everybody's at risk when it comes to that. Nobody is safe when it comes to my life. I don't care who you are, but I need to examine you. What are you doing for me, to me? And, and not just financially, but how are you helping me? Are you lifting me up? Or are you tearing me down? So you gotta you gotta look at what you surround yourself with. Make it positive, not negative. If a girl, I don't know why you're trying to do this. Okay, shit. See, sis, either jealous or she already in that mindset, and, it, and it's not gonna come out of there. So don't don't hang around with somebody that's gonna tell you that what you're trying to do won't come to fruition. What you're trying to do won't last. I'm gonna need to leave you where you are because you gotta remember now. Sometimes God will move these things. Everybody can't go where you're going. I know you love them. I know you thought they were supposed to go with you to the next level. I know you can't understand why their friendship ended or why she started to act funny and indifferent because you're trying to get your life together now and you're starting to save a little. Oh, girl, I can't go out. Mm -mm. Girl, now we can't go drinking tonight, girl. I'm on this here thing. I'm trying to save 10% of my income. Now you mad because I can't go and sit out and be miserable with you and talk about people all day. Again, what are you pouring into your system? What are you pouring into your life? And that's helping you to overcome this impoverished state that you're living in. So in order for us to do that, um, let's practice some gratitude. Focus on what we have rather than what we don't have. Stop complaining of where you want to be. And thank God that you, uh, Lord, thank you for where I'm at right now today. Lord, show me the lessons in it, whatever I need. Because guess what? Sometimes God won't elevate us because we're not ready for next level. What the Bible say? He who's not faithful over little, won't be faithful over much. So how are you treating that little? You taking all that check going to get that lace front wig we you did, right? Mm. You taking that whole check going into that back alley <laughs> in Miami trying to get them BBLs, and you know that stuff gonna turn to a solid brick of cement. And your hotel gonna be so jacked up in the next three four years. You better get that mess up out of you and try to go invest in something. Hell, be the one that sell the bricks. If that's the case, don't buy the bricks. Go sell that mess. You know, so you got to turn out, turn around what you're thinking, turn around how you're living and start having an attitude of gratitude. When you practice gratitude, you don't have time to complain. Lord, I thank you. Lord, thank you for mercy. Lord, I thank you for grace. Lord, I thank you for being alive. Lord, I thank you for family. Lord, I thank you for waking me today. We have so much to be thankful for. Lord, thank you for being able to walk, for being able to talk, for being able to see. We take so many things for granted that we don't have time to be grateful for it. So we can't have an attitude of gratitude if we think we're so deserving of what we have. No. It could be you on that skid row. That could be you somewhere. That could be you like Queen of them sitting up on the couch somewhere waiting on the food stamps and stuff to drop while uh, uh Peter Pablo sitting on her couch doing nothing but eating and mooching off of her. The devil is alive. You better get your tail up and go work. So we reflect. Let's practice gratitude by regularly reflecting on the things in your life that you are thankful for your children. They're beautiful, they're healthy, they're whole. Lord, I thank you that I'm healthy. Lord, I thank you for For You thank him in advance for all the things that he's doing in and through for your life. I thank you. So it'll help you shift your mindset from scarcity to abundance because you're looking at the things that you do have. Lord, I thank you for family. Lord, I thank you for having a roof over my head. Lord, I thank you for giving me a car that I'm able to drive to work. And now we're more positive about our financial situation. So now we're looking at it from a different set of lens. And we take time each day to reflect on the things that we're grateful for. For it. Remember, even the smallest things have the biggest impact over time. Start by focusing on one or two of these changes and gradually add more as you feel comfortable. And over time, you're going to be able to build new habits and overcome that poverty mindset. So uh, we talked about creating a budget. That's a way to get a handle on your money. And when I say a budget, I mean a true budget. It's kind of like when people go to buy a house. Y'all know I was a broker, so you can't miss me on much. You have to list all of your monthly expenses and income and allocate your money towards your priorities. Be sure to include savings, debt repayment, and Y'all need to include what it costs to get that lace front wig, wig clothes. If you're going to go buy some hair for $200 and are going to charge you $300, dollars you already 500 down and you're making $8 an hour. Girl, that's your whole check. That's why you can't say nothing because you think you're cute and it's sitting on top of your head like a mop broom. No, ma'am. You need to do something different and better get you some protective styles or some get you some braids or something that's going to sit in there. But I ain't paying you $300 for no braids either. I will look like, oh, I don't know. But what you won't do is have my $500. The devil is a lie. So we have to take action for our financial goals. And again, we got to cut back on unnecessary, expensive, and start saving just a small amount and celebrate it along the way. Celebrate your progress along the way. And remember that every step is a step in the right direction and it's a step away from a poverty mindset. So you got to look at ways to cut back. Are we eating out too much? Are you subscribing to Netflix, Hulu, uh, Dulu, and every other Lulu? Because you got to see your favorite show that ain't real, but they rich, but you sitting in the house on the couch looking at them, and they bawling, thanking you for your proceeds and everything that you're doing. Um, could you eat in? Could you get a cookbook or some borrow some from the library instead of buying books? If you want to have a book, you know, you can YouTube everything, baby. It's free on YouTube. But no, you got to have that apple. You got to have that Apple subscription. You got to have whatever other subscription out there. Girl, get you uh, what's that thing? Uh, Pandora. You better get on. Pandora is free. Lex going to tell you some stuff free. I can't say her. You know the name with the A. You tell her to say something because she right here, she going to hear me and it's going to activate. You tell A-L-E-X-A to say do something and she will play whatever you want her to play from your little list. And then she'll ask you, do you want to subscribe? No, I don't. Just keep playing what I ask you to play. And that's how that works. I don't subscribe to music things. Um, I don't need that continuous. I can hit next to skip an ad. I will add myself on. But what I won't do is buy that plan. No, I don't need Netflix because I don't watch TV. No, I don't need that because I don't listen to the radio. So don't ask me who famous. I don't know. Uh, start a savings plan. Even if you can only save a small amount each month, it's important toward building. And that's going to build that habit. Set up a separate savings account if you have to and automate it, your contributions. Aim to save at least 10%. If you make $3,000 a month, you know $300 of that should be going towards your savings. That's 10%. If you make $2,000, okay, that's $200 a month. If you make $200, that's $20. It's not hard. And put that back. So the other thing you got to do uh sis, cause y'all are bad about that. I say y'all, because nobody have time for that. I I don't uh stop comparing yourself to other people. It's easy to fall in the trap of comparing yourself to others, especially when it comes to money and wealth. How that can be a that's a girl, that's a stress and anxiety mess waiting to happen. So instead focus on your own progress and be proud of the steps that you're taking to improve your financial situation. I tell my children all the time, don't even know about it. You don't know what it takes, what it took and what they doing to keep it. You don't know if she tricking. You don't know what she doing or what she not doing, Lord. I'm just saying, and I'm trying to be honest here because we'll get into that mindset. And the Bible says a danger in that don't compare with that coveting, one what other people have. And she got that busted up 2003 BMW sitting at a parking uh, in, in an apartment complex. But you save for a down payment for a house. And here she come with another car. Here she come with those nails in that late front weave, weave and them eyelashes so long she can't even see tomorrow because they so out there. So you have to be careful on what you are measuring yourself against. What's her mindset tell you? What does that tell you? She has no idea, no clue, um, fashion and everything else. And, and they got to talk about everything they have, what they bought, what they, you know, Now, if you can afford it, that's a whole different ballgame. If you have your priorities in line, but right now we're talking about poverty mindset. So don't nobody come for me. I'm talking about those that still have this poverty mindset that we're trying to get out of. If you got it together, God bless you. Everybody doesn't have it together like that. Some people are still struggling with this thing and we want to help those that are struggling to be able to come out of that. So you want to make sure that you stay focused and motivated. Make sure your goals are specific. You know, we call them smart goals. Make sure it's specific, that it's measurable, that you can achieve those things. And you got to create that support. And again, surround yourself with the people and mentors, family members, friends, whoever can give you guidance and support on your journey while you work towards your financial things. We're going to talk a lot about that to get us uh, free from that baby we want to be paid it's enough out here for everybody and we want everybody to have that Um, they already don't think you can do anything they don't think we're worthy of anything they don't think that we deserve anything but nobody is deserving but God but the favor that he puts on our lives so we got to practice uh, self-care Take care of your physical and your mental. That dome is important. Again, it's everything between these two ears, what we tell ourselves on a day to day. So that's an important part in overcoming that poverty mindset. You got to make time for activities that you enjoy, such as exercise, spending time with your loved ones. That helps us feel more positive and it energizes us. And it gives us that energy about our financial situation. And again, celebrate yourself. I don't care how small. Girl, if you save $30 for the month and every other month you were negative 30, baby, you are doing it. Be like, all right, I see you. You were in the black and the red. I'm sorry. Now you're in the black. Those are small steps and, and despise not. What about the despise not small beginning? Everybody starts somewhere. All of us didn't have a silver spoon in their mouths. I didn't. We were poor, but we made it. We didn't have a lot, but we made it. I struggled. My daughter knows the struggle. We had a one bedroom apartment. We had a futon couch in there. People come sit on their futon. When they leave, I'm letting the couch out because that was her bed. Because all I could afford, see, what I won't do is live beyond my means. Why am I going to buy a two-bedroom when I can't afford it? So we had a one-bedroom, but that was okay, small beginnings, but we made it. And that's why she's the way she is today, because she saw that struggle. She was with me in that struggle, in my grind. All the time, and I love her for that, for understanding that and being there for me. And my children knew one thing: I ain't borrowing no money for Christmas. I don't care what's under the tree or what's not under the tree. We call it Black Christmas when you wait for taxes to come. I'll see y'all in February, January, whenever that mess come, March or April. But what I won't do is go get a whole loan, girl. Please, Jesus is the reason for the season. That other mess is just ancillary. That stuff has no matter to what it's about. So you have to stay motivated. Don't forget to celebrate yourself. Don't don't forget. And and again, surround yourself with people who can celebrate with you. If you got these old buses, that's girl, $30. You need to get rid of her because this is not for you. She's not for that journey and she's not mature enough in that area to be your, 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 uh, cheerleader. You know, everybody clapping for you ain't really clapping because they hoping for your downfall so you can come back to that same old messy situation that she accustomed to. So now her friend gone. She don't like what you're doing. So, oh, uh, pay attention. So stay motivated, y'all. Build momentum towards your financial goals. Consider treating yourself to a small reward or sharing your progress with somebody. Remember, overcoming a poverty mindset is a journey. It takes time and effort, but with small changes and consistent effort, you can develop a positive and empowering mindset towards your finances and move towards a more secure and prosperous future. Rome wasn't built in a day. What do they say? How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. And don't get upset with yourself. Um, It doesn't matter how old. You're never too old to start. I don't care if we're behind the curve. Um, I wish I had to start investing sooner, um, but I didn't. So that compounded interest can compound. Now, you hit me off on my grandson. He'll be a millionaire by 30 because that's called compounded interest. And he's 12. Think about 18 years later, that money going to make money. So that's how you have to think of it. And that's okay. But we have to start somewhere. And so you'll get it. But we want to come out of those things that society put on us. We want to come out of that, that we can't do it. Uh, So we want to be, we don't want to owe nothing. The Bible say, owe nothing to anyone except your obligation to love one another. If you love your neighbor, you'll fulfill the requirements of God's law. And that's Romans 13. And eight. So we want to make sure that um, Proverbs 13 and 22 says, "Good people leave an inheritance to their grandchildren, but the sinner's wealth passes to the godly." So we want to make sure that we do what we're supposed to do. Proverbs 21:20 20 say "The wise have wealth and luxury, but fools spend whatever they get." So we want to make sure that we're in God's timing and we want to overcome those things. Um, we want to make sure that we uh, financially securing what we're doing and we want to pray God's blessings and, and peace over our life in order to give us, take us on this journey to be able to do that. But remember. You are fearfully. You're wonderfully made. You're the head. You're not the tail. We're going to lend to many nations and not borrow. We're going to be all that God called us to be in this thing. And again, it does not matter where you are. Small beginnings. Despise them not. You got this. You can do this. We want to get out of that poverty mindset. We want to get into a healthy uh, mindset to say I can, I will, and I must, and I will do it at all costs. So I'm proud of you for even taking the time to want to get out of that. So that's the first step in recognizing, Lord, I need to change. You have just taken the first step to healing And again, it is not easy. Listen to whatever kind of tapes, some self-help tapes. Uh, Girl, I'm talking about tapes that that dates me, but you know, uh, what do you call it? Uh, 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 I'm about to say video self-help. Anything that can help whatever you listen to Um, people talk to people, financial advisors, See, where do you need to be? Where do you want to be? You know, they call it the 3% rule, the 4% rule, the 6% rule in retirement. And how much do you need to live off this much percent, blah, blah, blah. And how much you have to make? There are so many things, and we're going to get into a whole lot. I want everybody to be wealthy. I want everybody to be healthy. But a lot of this can be so stressful on our mindset. It can be so stressful on our mental, our physical, and our emotional well being. That we get so overcome, overwhelmed, and caught up in this thing, and again, most of it is just what we're telling ourselves. So even if we changed our talk, you know, Lord, I thank you that I am out of debt. Lord, I am debt free. Speak those things into the to the I am, not I will be. I am. I am debt free. I am financially free. I am. Heal from the poverty mindset. I am more than enough. I am better than where I was yesterday. I am achieving everything that God has said to me. You know, so you you got to speak those things. So I hope this helps somebody. I hope it enriches your heart real good and share it with somebody who you know is down in the dumps. But hey, let's bring them up. This is for women, by women, to help other women be better. I thank God. I struggle, but I thank God that I am healed, healthy, whole, rich, um, in abundance. Uh, I am a more than a conqueror. I am a millionaire. I speak life into my life. I speak life and things into existence. I will not live a poverty mindset. I will not accept defeat. I will be all that God has called me to be. So if there's something you guys want to uh, listen to in the future, you know, you can email us at sistersyouhavevalue@gmail.com. I always want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you for so much uh, hanging out with me, being here with me on these podcasts where we're going to get better. Y'all, we're going to be so much better than we was. And I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it was something that you needed. I hope it was timely and uh, for your soul, for a time or wherever you are. But guess what we're doing? We're coming out. We are coming out of this and we're going to be better than what we were. We'll recap another time. But today we're on our way. Today, small beginnings, small steps. Let's write that thing down. Start your journal. Write out those things. What's keeping you? What's making your mindset like that? Write those ideas. Write those things down. Let's start with that budget. How much can I save? What do I need to cut back on? Do I really need those extra bags of chips? Do I need that Starbucks coffee every morning? No, you don't for that $10. Girl, they say Southern Classic now, $11. I ain't had Southern Classic in five years and look like I won't have it for another five years because I will not pay you $12 for two pieces of chicken. And you can go buy a whole bag of legs for $4.94 at Walmart. And yes, sometimes they don't sell for $3. And that's a whole bag of legs where well, you can cook for your whole family. But we lazy. Oh, I just need something quick. Nobody have time. Girl, put that stuff in the oven. Bake that chicken and go sit your butt down. If you want to be on that phone, that bad, do everything that bake and air fry. Stop lying like you don't have time. You do. Put your purse down, get your butt in this house, take that food out before you leave to thaw out, season that chicken, put it in a pan, put you some Italian dressing, all your little nice seasoning in it, leave it all day, pull it out, put it in that oven, throw you on some uh, rice or whatever you're going to have, put you some Brussels sprouts, something. You can do it. We have conditioned ourselves to live this way. We have conditioned ourselves to not be, uh, to have enough time. Girl, I don't have enough time. I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to do that. No, you got time. You make time for the things you want. I bet you you can go sit in that beauty shop all day for that lace front week. We closing for five or six hours while Queen's talking or she got to go get her kids from school or she late and she running behind because somebody else hair took long. Girl, please stop. That eight hours you sitting there, that's like a job. Tell them to pay you. You paying her. They need to be paying you. Mm -mm. let's do something different. So ladies, I love you. I love you. I love you. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's podcast. We cast out everything, uh, every vain imagination, no more poverty, no more lack. We are in abundance. We are wealthy. We are healthy. We are whole. We are healed. And I love you all until next week. Thank you so much for tuning in and have a great evening. And I hope it blessed you in some kind of way. And we pray, pray God's blessings over your life and on all your finances. And we pray a double portion of everything. Give, 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 tithe, 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 and watch God work.